He's like, I play a junior driver. I was like, hmm. <laughs> He's like, I just, these uh, regular drivers are too long for me. I, 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 I lose control. It's like, well, I noticed you certainly hit your junior driver like a junior, <laughs> about junior driver distance. You are on brand, my friend. I would agree. That's about 190. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is Miley, legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com. You can send us emails, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram. That's just at wheelroutepodcast. You can uh, send us some DMs. We did get some DMs this week. Uh, shout out to Miles. Was uh, checking in, looking for some intel on if Bryce Young was playing or not. Uh, and I, I think, I think we came to an agreement, didn't help anybody out, but I think we came to an agreement, which is fine. Um, but you can get the show, this podcast on Apple podcast, Spotify, and the Google podcast center and Stitcher. And, uh, yeah, my name's Logan Whitehouse. I am at log on the Don at Twitter and, um, yeah, I'm in Stewart, Florida, still here, still kicking beautiful day, beautiful weekend. <clears throat> beautiful weekend. I sound like Andrew Luck. Beautiful teammate. Beautiful weekend. Um, love the guy. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun. Got a little G in this this afternoon. Um, some good family time. Watched a lot of football yesterday, which was nice um, for the most part. <laughs> some parts were nicer than others, but shout out to a like busy and like somewhat exhausting day of watching football. It was fun. There's good games throughout the day. And the end, I thought like, well, I watched the end of USC Utah and it was like an emotional experience at the end of that game, which was pretty cool. So who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where the leaves are starting to fall and make finding mm-hmm. golf shots a little more difficult in the valley. But that's okay. That's uh that's why the rough is penal. Um I'm on <laughs> twitter.com at Shank Jordan, uh where I was sorely disappointed in the University of Tennessee looking for crowdfunding for their uh, goalpost replacement venture. Um, but it produced some great replies and quote tweets. So, you know, maybe not maybe. a total loss. They made themselves the main character on Twitter. There's only yeah. one rule. Don't do it. Two days in a <laughs> row for different reasons. Yep. So. Um, on that note, my name is Jason Crick. I uh, am also in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where it's we've got we got a little shower tonight, but um, it was lovely all weekend. Great golfing weather. Um, I tweet things at Jason Creck on Twitter, and I would like to uh, throw a shout out to um, possible clone of David Whitehouse, Freddie Couples, <laughs> who won a champions tour event today by shooting three shots under his age. Yeah. He shot didn't, 60. Didn't he birdie like 12 of his last 14? So he birdied, he birdied the last five on the, yeah, he birdied the last five on the front and then the last seven on the back. And yeah. that was that. Man, what a, <clears throat> really in the zone. Could you imagine what a ride that would be? Doing Maybe it with a yellow of- golf ball too. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yes. That's a tough look. I'm just going to say, 
he he's the only one who can like make it look somewhat this is, pure. This is kind of like white yeah. white cleats in any sport. Like right. if you're gonna do it, you better be good. And yeah. Freddie, Ernie, Ernie Els does it too, I believe. Yeah, and he he like <laughs> infamously shanked one into the uh, into the hotel. <laughs> at St. Andrews this year, yeah. just it's just, a, just farted a yellow ball like into the into the neighborhood and the hotel and stuff. It was it was pretty bad. It was, it was tough, tough for Ernie. The big easy. The high right miss is back. Right. What do you What are you guys drinking tonight? Uh, I've got some of the Costco bubbly Italian water. Nice. Um, as much as I would like to be uh, celebrating an excellent weekend on the links, I have to be up very early in the morning and thus. Right. I'm uh, sticking with the dihydrogen monoxide this evening. Oh. Chemicals, classic chemicals. Speaking of which, I am drinking Fresca. Back on the Fresca. Ooh. Yeah, lovely. A little grapefruit. It's yeah, nice. Do, do you splash of anything in it? Splash of lime? I know you like you like to add. It's already a citrusy kind of. No, but if I and it, it would be a monoblast, according to, uh, according to my father. He said that that was... There was a Montezuma tequila company back in the day. Oh, that's right. I was trying to market their drink, the Montezuma Snowblast with uh, with Fresca. I have done it. Not bad. Would do it again. I may do that. it again soon. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. I may do it. I can do it. Who's to say? <laughs> I'm an adult. Right. Anyhow. All right, cool. Well, uh, Jason and Jordan, you guys were busy for some of Saturday, but it seems like everybody was able to take in some some foosball. Am I am I yeah. reading the tea leaves correctly there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think uh, like you said, Logan, there it was one of the rare Saturdays where pretty much all of the time slots had some good yeah. tense meaning. Seems like two straight weeks we've had that. There's been like I mean maybe as much as we kind of gripe and moan about the big noon game, it, it does usually inject a pretty decent football game at noon, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, close or like contested football game. They're not always decent. Uh, well, I mean that's true, but that might just be by way of. Well, do they do Big Twelve games for Big Noon also? Uh, or is it only Big B One G? That's a good question. We'll, hmm. well, we'll look into that. Big that would be early for some most of the Big Twelve teams, I suppose. Yeah, but well, now that West Virginia's Big Twelve. Right, right. Well, sparkling conversation. Also, here. shout out to West Virginia for for that uh, that Baylor game Thursday. Yeah, they pulled it off after we finished recording. Kick the weekend off. Um, wait, was that that was a Friday night game, right? I thought it was Thursday. Oh, okay, I, I wasn't sure if we were tracking the uh, the the the. Oh yeah, we record on Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah I'm an idiot. That's that's, all, that's also. Right. <laughs> right, we do stuff on. Yep. <clears throat> sharp, sharp operation we got going here. Uh, would you guys like to revisit any takes that you've had about teams, um, for teams, coaches, things of that nature? Again, my problem is often that I don't remember what I say on this podcast. Fair enough. So, um, well, I'm, you got to drive to Dulles tomorrow. You takes. should listen to the podcast. So what? <laughs> you got to drive to Dulles tomorrow. Maybe you could listen to the podcast. I'm, and we'll sell you can put our last four episodes on two and a half X speed forward and just ingest your takes. Expose my staff to it. Take nobody notes, nobody yeah. say anything for two hours. I'll just get an intern to to start writing some spark notes. Here are Jason's takes <laughs> that he may need to walk back. 
Yeah, I right. don't know. I mean, all of our picks were pretty bad, so we can collectively walk some of those back at, <laughs> yeah. at a later segment. But um, yeah, I mean, I I am striving not to be too hot takey about my feelings about some some Florida happenings. Um, Florida's defense is really bad. I, I feel like I was trying to be pro Florida's defense earlier in the year, and maybe it might be time to to go ahead and hand in my hand in my card there on that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, nothing, nothing springs to mind just yet. I'm curious. This isn't really a, a take revisitation, but how is Brian Harson still employed? They got to buy this week. I think this would be the, the optimal time you would think to kind of, well, again, they don't, they don't have an AD in place yet. Do yeah. They? But okay. So the, uh, yeah, but does it necessarily make sense to hire an AD just so the first thing he does is fire the football coach? Like, well, I if don't you're going to fire the football like, coach. Why would you put that on the new AD? I, I don't think they would. I think they would. That might be a sign that they have somebody in place, and their first act would be to hire a football coach, not to. That's fire what I'm one. saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they're waiting. I don't think they're waiting to hire an AD to make the AD fire him. I think they are preoccupied with the AD search, and they're just like this will, whatever, fizzle itself out, and we'll make the move when we have an like a verbal agreement with an AD and then they can come in and be the hero. At least that's what I would do if I were a competently run university, which. Dubious to say on, who's, on to all, say? All, who's actually pulling the, pulling the strings over there. That's but. the other thing is the the bureaucracy of uh, an American university is complicated enough when it's under the uh, direction of the university itself. Right. But when you start getting people that are writing checks who are actually making decisions, it gets about 50 times messier. So, sure. No, and I think Auburn famously uh, messy. And, you know, there was a there was a private jet situation that has messy is a feature things. rather than a bug. Right. Yeah. Things of that nature. Maybe but. Bruce Pearl wants to coach football. Try Let's his hand it. at a different sport. I, I did see someone point out that, like, it is wild to think that at Auburn right now, like Bruce Pearl's program is like by far the like steadier performer and like more well-run organization, less controversial or, you know, uh, operation at the school, which is kind of funny. I, I lulled. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get into it. We've got some f- football games. We'll, we'll go fast. If you got anything to say about any of these, uh, let's do it. But yeah, Baylor, West Virginia, Jordan, you mentioned it. Super fun. Just really fun. Yeah. Um, big, like, just echoing back to the glory days of the Big 12 um, when, you know, featuring West Virginia, um, longstanding Big 12 member. But, yeah, no, it, it was good. I was kind of just happy for West Virginia. They seem like they've been close this year to maybe being okay. And then also at the same time, I think there's been, like, some maybe real chatter about Neil Brown being on a bit of a hot seat. Yeah. So um, it was nice to see them get probably what ends up being a a pretty valuable win against the Baylor team that uh, isn't great, but is a good win for West Virginia this year. Yeah. yeah. Plus, uh, a, a post-game win scene at West Virginia is always like a genuinely feel-good scene for the most mm-hmm. part. Especially when it's Thursday night. Like that is, yeah. that is a good old-fashioned, feels like a Thursday night of our youth watching uh, West Danny. Virginia take yeah. it to somebody. I know we we danced around like who Neil Brown looks like. Um, he looks like several folks, but I don't know. He looks like he might be a good hang. I don't know what it is about him. I see him on the sideline, and I think like, you know, Neil Brown. What do you do? Let's go to Chili's. Let's get a beer. 
You know, <laughs> we could knock a few frosty boys back with Neil yeah, Brown, no right. problem. <clears throat> Anyhow, I don't, I don't really know why, and it's not because he looks like Marco Rubio, um, which he does a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just tough it for him. Like, but you know, yes, right, all right. Kansas was at Oklahoma. Sad, sad, sad hours for Kansas. Um, yeah. Oklahoma took care of business. I think uh, Dylan Gabriel back helps. Uh, Jay Len Daniels not playing uh, certainly hurts Kansas's operation. Um, they still put up some points though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Kansas was probably due for some losses. They were giving up a lot of points. Yeah. Even in games they were winning. Um, you kind of have to feel like that's going to even itself out eventually looking at you. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll see the big 12, like doesn't seem to have any like really, really awful teams in it. I mean, you can maybe make some jokes that Oklahoma isn't good, but I don't really know who's like really bad in the big 12, but I do I think, think that there's not like probably going to be, Unfortunately, that probably means that they won't have a playoff representative, which sucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I I forget who I saw have the take, but somebody made the case that if, like, unless something, like, ridiculous happens and, you know, we have, like, four undefeated teams or five undefeated, like, power five teams or something like that, which I don't think can happen, like, you can make a case that a one-loss Big 12 team probably deserves to be in the playoff. Now, whether that happens or not, I would – I kind of doubt it, but – Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a it's a very solid conference this year. I'm, yeah, no. yeah, I'm very impressed. I think everybody's been like, yeah, nominally impressed, and Texas certainly Tech's helps. Maybe not great. They might, they might not be great. They might not be great, but they're like annoying enough that they'll catch somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't have Vanderbilt laying around the Big Twelve. It doesn't really seem like, right. especially because Kansas. That's usually Kansas, right? And it's right. not Kansas this year. So good, good for them. Um, beautiful football was played in Blacksburg this weekend, Miami was at VPI. I didn't watch a look at this. I caught some highlights. Did not appear to be, just didn't appear to be like a very fun time. I don't think either of these teams are in for, for a lot of fun these days. Um, but Miami does, I guess, pull pull out the win there. Um, seemed like it was a, a fairly ho-hum performance just I heard a, all the way around. I heard a solid chunk of this uh, game on the radio en route from Oh, there various places I was yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, that's that's homey as hell. I love it. Yeah, and uh, I I have spoken or been I've spoken to at least two of the Virginia Tech radio announcers at some point in my career, and they none of nobody involved seemed like they were having a, a delightful time. So I think Virginia Tech seemed to make a bit of a late charge in this game to cut it to cut it. I guess kind of close, but I don't know. I don't know in what order the scoring was done at the so, end. Miami pretty much did seem to like kind of do what they wanted for like the first quarter. Like they just like moved through them. Um, And then it slowed down, but Virginia Tech didn't do anything. It was 20. You're telling me that a defense figured out a Josh Gaddis offense after one quarter of work. No, who's crazy. um, It was 20 to nothing at the end of the third quarter. And by most accounts kind of just like over and done with. Um, And then Virginia Tech scored with 12 minutes left. And then again, with three minutes left. So yeah, okay. But I, I think saw, they like they had a chance to get a stop with like a minute forty five left to get the ball back and just didn't. So did they try an onside kick after the second score? I don't actually remember. Um, I think there's yeah. been a lot of onside kicking this year that has been like, you know, there's been some. There's See, been I feel some like recoveries. I haven't seen much of it at all. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, maybe I I'm just like, watching the wrong games. Yeah, maybe it's I do remember of, Scott Frost doing it uh, in Ireland against true. Northwestern. Florida had a cool one against Tennessee. 
Yeah. The, the uh, one-handed, the the one-handed yeah. the Jordan one-handed snag. Yeah, I would like to actually double down on my take. But we had that week where if the kicking team recovers the yes, onside, yes. they should be no, able to advance I, it. When you said that, I was like, yeah, no. You should be able to advance it, and you should also be able to advance a muffed punt. Yeah. Because if the returning team can, then why can't you? Right. If it's a live ball for them, it should be a live ball for us. Bingo. Can you imagine how much chaos that yeah, and we are the onside like, kick, are the onside kick game would chaos. be so If anything, rad. we are agents of chaos. <laughs> You'd have some like Chilean dude that's like an onside kick specialist that could just put this thing anywhere. And you got like six, eight LeBron types running down. Well, yeah, I think you'd need you'd start need you need to start recruiting punters who like specialize in knucklers, <laughs> and then like oh, you, <laughs> sure. you're. Uh, if he could double as an onside kicker, awesome, because that would be just a roster spot. But you could probably get someone from the soccer team to. to all get I can think it. of, all I can think of is, um, let's see, like the guy who this reference will mean nothing to either of you, but the guy that would go on to play D'Angelo Barksdale, Barksdale in the Wire, the kicker mm-hmm. in the Water Boy, um, when they have to like recover the onside kick, and he just stand there, he's like, "Who's my? <laughs> who's my?" <laughs> and he just drills it right at the guy and bounces off oh, the sniper. The sniper. The, the sniper. Bobby Walter yeah. sniper. <laughs> God, what a throwback. Just uh, just to test something. Have either of you seen The Water Boy? No. No. Oh boy. Okay. I've seen I've seen blocks of it when it would yeah. like show up on TBS yeah. or something. Be like, oh, yeah. that's the water boy. And then I'd I feel away. like the water boy was I don't know what year that came out, but I feel like that was right before I was probably like really in the zone to be allowed to watch movies like that, That's like unquestioned. So, um, so yeah, it was that was that was when was Adam Adam Sandler was very Adam Sandler at that time. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like, um, I mean, so that would have been I've seen that was ninety eight. Yeah, so we were in like third or fourth grade. Yeah, you know, it was like we were like nine. So yeah. yeah. Wow, edgy parents, the corrects just out Ooh. here <laughs> watching watching rated R flicks. Uh, I'm guessing I didn't watch or... that in at. 524 Virginia Avenue with Stephen Joyce, but fair enough. Uh, all right, we'll keep it going here. Arkansas, by you, uh, a friend of the podcast, Connor Whitehouse, pointed out her brushed cougar on the side of the BYU helmets was patently absurd. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. It looked like this. Connor said it looked like, like well, you know, the people who wear like the wolf shirts, like yeah. shirts that have wool. It looked, it was of, of that ilk. I think Utah also had a similar thing going on this weekend too. In their helmets. I don't know if it was a. It a was Utah a tribute. Thing. That was to, to the running ah, back. It was the nat- it was a, away. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's and meant then, a lot more than the BYU did. Okay. Good. Well, I'm glad that I was making fun of the BYU ones and not the Utah yes. ones when I <laughs> yeah. when I started. Thanks for this. saving me the scrubbing. I'd like to go ahead and, and revisit that take next week. Let's go ahead and get that on the docket to revisit <laughs> the take. I love it's the airbrushing. <laughs> I'm all in on airbrushing. Um, Anyhow, we talk about the game though. Arkansas looked good, pushed BYU around. I feel like maybe we, which is surprising because it was yeah. at BYU, like yeah, at elevation. That's yeah, right. Arkansas. It seemed like they were kind of doing the the stumbling to the finish line on the season. Kind of head started, but uh, mm-hmm. looks like they they were able to correct course. So good for them. Guys, breaking news: the um, social media intern has uh, decided she was going to have a beer this evening. And she has, it's a big can. So she brought me the rest oh. of it. This is the a smoothie style sour ale with guava, strawberry, and blood orange from Goodness. Prison Pals Brewing. Prison, like prison, jail? Like, yes. Okay. Prison Pals Brewing Company established 2020. This is the desire. Um, that is from 
Doral, Florida. So oh. shout out to shout out to the 904 ish. Shout out to our prison pals. Yeah, I'm curious as to the name. Uh, this is in- very interesting. It's very thick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounded like you were talking about a smoothie when when. Yeah, you- it's 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 like um, pulpy. It's got like fruit pulp in it. Interesting. It's good. Only five percent. Okay. Very fruity. All right, so we're back. Let's make some picks. I'm back on the beers. Um, no, but shout out to Arkansas. They did good. I, I, KJ Jefferson came back, um, and I think that kind of makes Arkansas go. But I saw they busted a few big run plays in this game, and um, I think they just kind of put it on BYU, really pulled away in the second half. Yeah. All right, let's go to Gainesville. It was Tom Petty Day, and uh, the, unfortunately, we did the we Gators make, do some backing down. There was a breakdown, if you will. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to go on and on about this. Florida literally. I mean, the main the main stat coming out of this is I think Florida had like the second or third worst third down defense in the country heading into this game, and now they officially have the worst third wow. down defense in the entire country. Um, it's almost like the third and Grantham meme kind of writes itself at this point. Um, are they yeah. get, just getting into a lot of like third and shorts? Or... No, no, that's the okay. bad thing is they actually, I, I would guess, and I didn't, haven't looked that they have like a fairly decent havoc rate on defense and they probably have a pretty decent stop rate on defense, like across the board. Um, but you know, against, uh, against Missouri last week, they gave out multiple third and 18s, a third and 16 and a third and 22, uh, all in the second half. So that kind of is a bit painstaking to deal with. Um, and then, yeah, same same story against LSU. I don't know if LSU punted in this game. Uh, Florida did get a turnover late in the game that could have given them the ball with a chance to tie the game, and uh, it was overturned for a, some maybe dubious roughing the passer penalty, but uh, roughing the passer penalty by the letter of the law, regardless. Um, one of those put your whole weight on the quarterback calls. Um, it's, it's, it was tough to see for sure, especially given um, some of the hits that you would say Florida's quarterback has taken this year, or maybe even just watching the Alabama Tennessee game and seeing all the yeah. hits Bryce Young took in that game and, and just seeing like the kind of things like that, how much it can vary. Right. Like I, I'm not trying to, that's not the reason Florida lost the game. Florida also didn't force a punt the whole game. They gave up a zillion points to Jaden Daniels's, freaking LSU Tigers offense, which is pretty embarrassing. So um, Florida couldn't get off the field. They moved the ball okay. They were missing one of their big dogs up front, Osiris Torrance, their best offensive lineman, was not playing in this game. They ran it fine. I thought Richardson played fine um, too, but I think we may have said last week, going to come down to which quarterback plays better, and I suppose you could say Daniels played better. Um, he certainly had better stats, and uh, but Florida's defense is a big – Big worry. I don't. Um, I don't I strive not to be as reactive as some of the Florida Twitter fan base is about this. Obviously, the solution to all things is just fire people and hire new people, right? Um, and recruit that's not, better. And recruit better, but you know, you you have to do all those things today uh, or yesterday, not right, not uh, next week at least. It's not a, it's not a process for sure. Um, I will remind people. That I believe Urban Meyer was six and six in his first year at Florida, yeah. and won and won a national championship in his second year. And uh, I believe 
uh, Kirby Smart was six and six in his first year at Georgia and um, actually did a lot of these same things Billy Napier did with people talking about how uh, his offense sucks and he, he needs to diversify. And like, I think Kirby, we watched, I mean, Georgia was patient with Kirby and went, they went through a lot of growing pains there. Yeah. And I think Kirby was able to like learn on the job a little bit and make some mistakes and eventually like hire the exact right offensive coordinator for the kind of talent he gets. And, and, you know, that defense is always going to be good, right? Like these things take some time and I want people to like have a little bit of perspective. Like, do I think the scheme has some holes in it? Yes. Do I also think that the defensive coordinator is not the guy out there missing Florida missed 21 tackles in the game yesterday. Mm. Patrick Tony ain't out there missing those tackles. I hate to break it to you. Right. So, um, you know, in theory players are in position to make tackles if they're missing them, you know, they are welcome to do their job to that end. But um, yeah, it's, it seems to be a pretty comprehensive breakdown on that side of the ball for Florida. Um, And uh, that's disappointing to see, but you will also Note that Florida's recruiting class this year features seven DBs uh, currently and with one more potentially on the board and I think five or six defensive linemen and a couple linebackers. These are all positions that Florida is very skinny at and seems to be overmatched at. So yeah, I, I'm, well, I'm choosing to take portal for some help too in the offseason. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I'm choosing to, to try to take the long road here, um, but it is, I guess, a little disappointing as bad as LSU looked at the beginning of this year, it really seems like week to week they've improved and have gotten better. And I, I struggle to see some week to week improvement with Florida. If anything, it seems like sometimes they don't, aren't improving. So that's a little alarming to me, but um, other than that, we'll just keep it moving into the bye week Nothing but good vibes this year. Yeah, get healed up. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, do you guys catch any of Clemson and FSU? No, but I do want to publicly apologize not sprinkling on Clemson minus three and a half like I kind of implied I would. That's on me. Mm. Um, we'll get better at following up on things. Yeah, Clemson seemed to be in control of this game from what I was seeing for the most part. I guess Florida um, State was... scored late once or twice to make it yes. closer than the game probably was in total. Yeah, but... I think Clemson was up like 34-14 and then it was like 34-17 and then I think there was like a touchdown two-point conversion or something like that that Florida State got after some various things were happening. And, and yeah, Florida State ends up losing, I think, only by six in this game. But there was an onside, another onside kick, Jordan, that you missed. Um, oh. That was recovered well, that by Clemson. That yeah. <laughs> was recovered by Clemson. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Clemson seemed like kind of sleepwalky in, like, the middle third of this game or maybe even the, hmm. the second half of this game. Dabo seemed to be pretty – hot under the collar after the game about how his team just was not focused in the second half. And, you know, yeah. and he was very quick to, you know, talk about how hard Florida state tried. Um, so good for, good for them. FSU three game losing streak. You hate to see it. They were really flying high and now they all want to fire Mike Norvell again. It's wild. It's wild. How, my, my, my. It's I've always, this relates to your Florida discussion too, but the craziest thing to me is always like, especially in the first year of a coach when like, like fans on Twitter or message board or whatever, we'll see like three games and be like, he's not the guy. He's just not the guy. Yeah, I knew he wasn't just, the guy. I've extrapolated. I've, I've seen enough. Yeah. And listen, yeah. I have some questions about UVA situation right now, but yes, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It, 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 it has to be, I mean, these are like organizations, right? You're switching out yeah. direction. You are, and you are not seeing, you're not seeing that guy's football yes. team any more <laughs> than you're seeing. Yeah. The, the three month CEO's company. Well, like, and I, I personally think that like, 
I would wager that I have a higher understanding than the average person who's watching games of defensive scheme. And I know nothing about defensive (laughs) scheme. You know what I'm saying? Like I can, I can identify for the most part, if a team is going to be in zone or man, I can sort of identify a little bit on like how we do quarters versus like cover three, cover two stuff. Right. I, beyond that, it's like, I just have a tough time when it's just like freaking like Gator Dude 69 LOL is out here just firing off about, you know, I would love for the defensive coordinator to answer some questions on why it appears that Florida plays such soft coverage. But I also know that you can't just line up across the board, everybody playing bump and run coverage and have no depth to your defense and then <laughs> and then act like you're just going to have everything buttoned up. Right. right. Like that's just not how it works. So, I mean, there, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, There's a balance is, somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah. 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 To me, it is, it's just like, it's really, it's really interesting. And I think some of this too is like the Florida defensive coordinator came in with, I think some buzz because scheme Twitter really likes the stuff that he does and it's not working right now. So it's oh he's a nerd and he's g5 and he's get out of here and we need to get a dc and while we're at it we need to fire both the offensive line coaches and hire an offensive coordinator because billy sucks at calling plays like whoa geez louise guys (laughs) this is just like so aggressive (laughs) like so so sweeping so anyhow but yeah fsu not in the first year of a of a new coach even though sometimes it would appear that they are based on the vibes they are that's just me at all times in the that's first just me. year. That's just me hating. Just old-fashioned hating right there. Yeah. Let all it right. fly. Jordan, I saw UVA lost 44-7 to the bye week. Um, yeah. Pretty disappointing. Setting some dangerous precedents, but, take, you know. Take the L there. No, who does the who do the have moving forward? Uh, they play excited? Georgia Tech this Thursday night. Ooh. Oh, so, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Is that in Charlottesville so, or in Atlanta? It is in Atlanta. So the nation as a whole will have to choose between the dreadful Thursday night NFL game, whatever that ends up being, or Virginia, Georgia Tech. The nation think, turns its eyes. I think Arizona plays this Thursday, but people were pointing out that there's a new uh, Modern Warfare that comes out yeah, this week. Yeah, Modern so Warfare 2 be. comes out, so Kyler might so be Kyler, fatable Kyler, this week. <laughs> Kyler may not be less than engaged, even though that's probably a tasteless joke to make. Um, and finally, before we get into the pickers, Jason... RIP to the Dukes uh, undefeated season. Um, give us just give us a little bit of a eulogy there. And if you, I mean, if you maybe want to tell us how, how maybe App State would have avoided this while you're at it, you could well, do that. Just kidding. Well, no, I just think kidding. they would have done it naturally. <laughs> yeah. And they, no, it was a tough one. Um, it was, you know, it's a kind of game that we, that we signed up for. We, I, I don't know if I said it on this podcast or not, but it was, you know, this is the difference between like the last five years and now it's like anytime in the last five years, there were probably six or seven weeks per year where we could play our you know, B minus C plus game and be fine against yeah. Rhode Island or a down main team or a down Towson team or something like that. And it turns out you can't do that against a Sunbelt team when you have the number 25 national ranking and you're going into their place. You like, you can't do it because what happens is you like, you let them hang around and we got a little, Jim, you got a little unlucky um, at spots. I think we had, we had at least one interception that like got tipped up in the air and was a Mm -hmm. jump ball and came down. Um, There was one 
there was one flag. None of these things made the difference in the game by themselves. There was one penalty that they, or not a penalty. They called a ball that it hit the ground and it very clearly did not. And then they went to the replay and came back and still said that it hit the ground. Mm. When it very clearly did not. Um, I think I could be wrong. We might've continued that drive, but I feel like we, we didn't continue that drive. Um, so I could have made, but there was a lot of stuff and we just let them hang around. We didn't, we weren't super efficient on offense um, in a, for a lengthy stretch in the middle of the game. And our defense was just on the field for a lot of plays. Sure. Um, Georgia state, Georgia state, Georgia Southern ran 80 plays, which I think is like 20 more than anybody else had run against us. Yeah. Um, I mean, the turnovers certainly will do that. Right. Right. And turnovers are bad. And I mean, Georgia Southern, like they are full air raid now. Um, and they yeah. have a pretty good quarterback and a very good offensive line. And we just weren't getting a ton of pressure. Um, well, and a coach with a lot of experience, like good or bad. Yeah. I mean, not ton yeah, of yeah. Clay Helton is still their coach. He's a very good yes. football coach. And <laughs> yeah. so they, they passed through for 578 yards, uh, which is more than is ideal. Um, and I mean, we, we ran all over them, but we kind of were playing from behind for a good chunk of the second half. And um, we're just, we're just, we're very uncomfortable. And so, um, yeah, you can't, sometimes you just get beat and that's going to happen now in this league. And uh, our fans need to make peace with, you know, if we lose a road game to a good team when we don't have our best game, it's not because like, you know, the program is going in the wrong direction or, you know, we got screwed or like sometimes you just get beat and yep, yep. like that, it is what it is. And you know, they, they deserve, like coach Ignati said after the game, they, they deserve to win it. They, they beat <laughs> us and it happens. And so, um, it's gonna ha- it's gonna happen again too. So yeah, I mean, yeah. like this is part of this is part of uh, part of growing up and right. It's like, part I think of we pulling the the FCS yeah. bandaid off, right? Yeah. I, I think your so. point, Jason, was well said at the beginning, where it's like this is probably the difference between yeah. FCS and FBS, right? Like you can't you can't afford to be as down on your down week as right. you could afford to be before that. We had to be for the last five years smaller. for the last five years for the first three months of the season. Jamie, you had to be like up, up for two or two or three games, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now we have we're gonna have to be up for ten, like full stop every year. You have to be up for ten games, or at least minimize your badness. And so, um, yeah, it is what it is. Right. But uh, you know, homecoming this week. Marshall's got three extra days rest, which I don't love, but <laughs> um, should be interesting. They did not look overly impressive. Last week no they got they got doubled up um by a louisiana team that i don't think it's been very good this year they may have been well, looking ahead to harrisonburg we'll, it's hard we'll to say it might have so, big trip over the mountain brother there's also um as was explained to us by various uh sunbelt fans on social media to varying degrees of uh kindness and diplomacy um there is like a, a a like significant history to like a Sun Belt team breaking into the national rankings and immediately losing their next game. Mm. Like it, it happens repeatedly. Oh, well. Like I think it happened to App State like twice in the last three years. It happened to Louisiana a couple times the last three years. Well, this should um, help your all's application to like complete the transition quicker than most. Right. You're like, see, yeah. we're already doing very one Sun Belt of things. us. Yeah. One of us. So. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, it was a it was a fun game. It was just it was one of those games that like you know, Jamie fans haven't seen for a while. Like it was it was a frustrating game. Clearly, didn't have our A game, and going oh, you made mistakes. Team. You were you're still in it, and you did well to yeah. get back into it. And that's good fight. And 
yeah. you know, like no, they're bad. I mean, we had a chance to win. We, we, we had a drive to try to win the game. And so even, I mean, that, that's a mark of, I would, I would advocate that that's a mark of optimism in that yeah. we like clearly didn't have our best against a team that was ratcheted a lot of nuance, a lot of nuance, Jason, you're just throwing out here and, and, and understanding and considerations, you know, you know, I'm down for that. That's right. All right, Jordan, take us to pick city. Uh, before we go to pick city completely first, Jason, on a brighter note, I do want to congratulate you for Texas' win over Iowa State. That was, that, that was big for the Hornets. That means a lot for the family. Um, Grandpa, was he was pumped about it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, kudos somebody, to Rex. Somebody, I don't know if it was on Twitter or somebody I was listening to, said like they are continually impressed by Texas's ability to roll out a completely different team every <laughs> game that they play. <laughs> yeah. Like They should have beat Alabama like earlier this year. They just curb stomp Oklahoma like to a ridiculous degree. They kind of maybe could have should have lost this game. Like this was a very like low scoring, like meh performance across the board. And Iowa State has a receiver inexplicably dive to catch a pass at like the and um and drops the pass. Uh that would have put them like first and goal, like right at the end of the game with like two minutes to go. That I, I feel like didn't get didn't get quite the national shine that it should have got, but it was one of those like highlights that passed on Twitter and I was got like, lost in the, the <laughs> it was it was it was really bad. But you know, there was Iowa State certainly had their chances in this game. But I think this is more this is more about Texas and just like it, it, every game seems to be an adventure with them, and that's gotta be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh the other result that stood out to me real quick, uh Illinois taking care of Minnesota. Uh Minnesota potentially yeah. You know, kind of regressing to the mean a little bit, but Illinois keeping the train rolling. That is yeah, I think an impressive job 20th? that Bielema has done out there. Top 20 Illinois. They are tough, too. Yeah. That every bit is Iowa-y as Iowa and with, like, better offense. So, yeah. That out. Yeah. All right. Uh, delaying the inevitable there. We are going to go to pick city. That's going to do it for us tonight. <laughs> podcast. Yeah. The, the population was <clears throat> not pleased. Uh, morale was not the highest it's been in, in pick city. Uh, we started off Penn state at Michigan, the nooner. Um, I, I, I gotta be honest. Halftime was feeling good about my Penn state cover by seven. Um, they took the lead first drive after the third quarter and then they just like forgot how to defend the run um it was wild sean clifford also may have gotten knocked out of the game Mm. late um it was it was tough for me to tell because i didn't have sound going but it was tough to me to tell was that a like precautionary hook or was it something is clearly wrong and so anyhow shout out to michigan they ran the damn ball and did it really well. I, yeah. I think this game was like more of a beat down by Michigan than the score would suggest. Michigan, um, Michigan outgave Penn State by 300 yards. Yeah. And the, I mean, Penn State scored in the, I think I texted you guys like, Oh God, like Michigan is murder, murder balling uh, mm-hmm. Penn State right now. And then right after I texted you guys that Sean Clifford busted like a 64 yard run up the middle for, you know, double knee brace Clifford out here and then uh so that put them in scoring position they punched it in and then like one play later there was just a really weird like batted ball pick six situation that like and mccarthy threw like it was a bad it was a bad play but it was a pick six like they very clearly capitalized on two like 
fairly random occurrence plays in, in that first half. And, you know, you got to do that, right? I'm not taking that away from them. But maybe if if things go a little bit differently on those two particular plays in that game, this might look like a 44-7 to beatdown instead of a, like, boat race kind of pull-away game for Michigan. But I, I don't know. Michigan looked really good. I don't want to continue to do, like, is Michigan good? Is Penn State good? Like, I think that's a little disingenuous. I think Michigan is good. Um, would you would you like to revise your third best team in the Big Ten ranking? It can't be. I guess it can't be Maryland. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. um, is Penn I'm State still with, worthy of that spot? I'm good with Penn State in that spot, but I think okay. there there's like there's some striation there. Like, sure, it's like Ohio State clearly, Michigan clearly two, Penn State clearly three, and then there we can have conversations about the rest. Illinois getting up there. Yeah. Shout out to Illinois. Working on it. Yeah. Um, I didn't see a minute of this game. So it was it was an impressive performance by Michigan. I for whatever reason was like strangely locked into this game, but they uh they they pulled away and did yeah, Michigan did. like feels kind of like those good Stanford teams in in just the yeah. way they they like use the battering ram to do whatever they want. Um mm-hmm. and like I I texted you guys, but Penn State's defense was taking some really bad angles at some of these running backs who are not, like, the fastest guys either. Corum does not appear to be, like, just a blazer, right? Yeah. But, yes, yeah, he, he was so it's galloping. even more curious that, like, wow, you you are probably faster than this running back, and yet he made this angle look really bad. So uh, <laughs> maybe Coach Manny can <clears throat> fix things there. But, yeah. That was, that was a tough one. Michigan I know my way around the, a bad DB angle this year. So yeah, Michigan scored the say. last 25 points in this game, I think. Yeah. Um, so good for them. Uh, 330. This was just a banger of a, Oof, of a 330 man. slate. Um, we did a cigarette after this one. Yeah, let's just get NC State cues out of the way. Um, okay. <laughs> please. <laughs> we got this wrong. That's on us. We, the consensus went 0-3. Apologies, yeah. To the listeners, we'll do bad, better. Bad week for the for democracy on the way. I am. I I hate that we continue to have to pick NC State games just because they like have been ranked and, and yeah. maybe they <laughs> maybe they will be, be rinsed out of the system now. We won't have to pick any more NC State games because I don't know what to make of them. I definitely don't know what to make of them now that yeah. Leary, Leary's well, out, for, Leary's the out for the year. Yeah, yeah. So, which is a certified bummer. Hate that. Right, yeah, but uh, maybe old Charleston Southern guy can throw some passes now. I don't know. They let him throw like thirty times in this game, and it didn't appear to go very well against Syracuse. That the the RCA wireless dome or whatever it's called was was rocking. <laughs> the Radio Shack dome. Yeah, the 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 artist formerly known as the Carrier Dome, uh, was was rocking and rolling. But um, yeah, no, Syracuse took care of business. They, uh, they they seem to be on there every four or five years. Syracuse has like a random like blip blip up, fun. You know, yeah, team. they have a big quarterback who will run, and he seems to like be a little bit more uh, impervious to punishment than your Eric Dungies of of your were. So yes. uh, Eric Dungy walked so so this big tall fella could run. <laughs> yeah, and, this, this unnamed large man. Yeah. Uh, all right, another three thirty game we had was OK State at TCU. Uh, this was a fun game. I oh, yeah. I felt like really smart when OK State jumped out to a, a healthy lead for mm-hmm. most most of the game really, and then yeah, I was TCU, surprised to see that a little bit. Yeah, especially I, was, I think Sanders is a little dinged up going into this game, and they kind of they sort of deployed him sparingly on the run game. But 
Yeah, I was uh, I was a little surprised TCU made the comeback they did because their offense to that point hadn't looked like it was necessarily clicking. Um, but they got it in overtime, and uh, OK State kicked a field goal to take the lead, and then TCU scored a tud to win. Beautiful cover situation for me. Oh, it was personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were. Jason and I were on overtime conspired against that was the one that was Logan and I were literally I was just fully on the wrong line like I I was so sure all day I was like all right I got TCU plus three and a half we'll be like we'll be good so I was going (laughs) overtime I I saw like okay state kicked a field goal in the second (laughs) overtime I was like all right like either throw a pick or score like I'm fine with it just let's end it here and then it happened I was like sweet I pulled the pick list uh God. Oh man. They should have demanded they should have demanded to kick the extra point. Yeah, just walk clear the field. Clear the field. We <laughs> just like the holder get, and the kicker. We'd, we'd like to get some practice reps in for, for the not for even the snapper. Just put it in the jugs machine, fire it at the holder. Looking and... like Russell Wilson out there doing <laughs> fake huddles by himself. <laughs> Still unbelievable whenever that comes across the timeline. I just can't. I can't not watch it because it's really it's, just a gym. It lives rent free in my head. <laughs> no, this um, was this was good. I mean, TCU, this also had like a fired. Up, I mean, fired up Sonny Dykes at one point. Like oh, he was coming from his ears. And oh, I don't because remember. OK State was doing some shenanigans substituting players. Oh, I do so remember they, seeing tweets about this. They or, would like stagger the subs. Yeah, and they would like walk the a guy off down. slowly. Like you know, as a soccer player, I know a thing or two about. You know, creatively, some housery. Uh, yes, yeah, housery for sure. And you know, sometimes you walk off a field. Sometimes you like, you know, walk over to a guy who's about to take a free kick and just like roll the ball over. So it like makes him mad because he just set it there perfectly on a little tuft of grass. Things like that. Think these these are things that you do. But it would appear that yeah, one or both of these teams were employing this tactic. And um, OK State was basically walking players off the field when he, they were given the chance to sub, and then they were staggering the entry of the players back onto the field and ba- thereby just inducing delay of games on TCU, which was... Honestly, I mean, I'm I, shocked I, it has taken this long. I was going to say, how is this the first that time that we've heard yeah. this happening? Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. Similarly, I'm shocked that no one, like, did you see the guy? And Jordan, I'm sorry you didn't see this because it was an onside kick, but a guy fair-catched an onside kick, like, did a fair-catch yeah. wave at an onside kick, and then... You know, if he gets hit immediately, that just counts as uh, interference and you get the ball. Yeah, there's a loophole in the rules that, like, everybody should just wave fair catch as soon as the ball is kicked, right? Well, that's only if the ball doesn't touch the ground first, right? Nah. Oh, gotcha. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can't you yeah. can't hit a you can't hit a bouncer or a spinner and do it. It has. So to then, be, how did it work there? But, you know, I'm sorry, it's not if it touches the ground. It has to go above your head. Okay. Yeah. Oh. So like they, they can they okay. Can so you can't fair catch off. like you can't fair catch a a a, a sniper. Uh, yeah, a sniper or a squib. Yeah, that's just like tracking the ground. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it seems like they put some thought into that rule, but also, um, I don't know. It seems moving forward now, you're just gonna have people fair catching like crazy. But oh well, it was good while it lasted. Eliminate kickoffs. Starting the train. Make them rugby scrums. Well, do you eliminate onside kicks too? No, you do like uh, I I forget somebody somebody ran the numbers. Oh, you do like the shootout thing from like you do like you can, if you want to opt for a fourth and fifteen or whatever it is, you can try to convert it. Well, if you're playing Florida, then you should definitely do that. Well, fair enough, but yeah, it's it's basically it's like whatever 
Whatever just they, they make it third down. Beat, never give Florida the ball. Just beat Florida by like 900 points. Whatever like whatever fourth and distance it is that has the same like roughly the same conversion rate as an outside kick, you go with that. Huh. And so you can either opt to go for fourth and 15 from your own 30 or the other team starts on their 25. Huh. Well, these are good ideas. Yeah. That would be interesting. For the, the kickers out there would be pretty, pretty heated about this. Probably would. Yeah. A lot of Aussies would be uh, out of scholarships. No, those are the punters. They don't kick much. Yeah, well, they might. Nobody kicks much these days. Yeah. All these analytics are ruining the game. There's no punting Ugh. anymore. Got to go to damn Iowa if I want to see a punt. It's amazing. It. All right. All right, we're ready to talk Bama, Tennessee. We are. So this was a lot of fun. Do we want to – I almost – I kind of want to advocate that we do the other two games first and then end with this one. Okay. I mean, yeah, sure. We could do that. All right. So uh, put a pin in Bama, Tennessee. Uh, Mississippi State, Kentucky also happened. Oh, God, this is disgusting. (laughs) So I'm saying (laughs) eat the vegetables first. I'm telling you, Kentucky is reprehensible. I hate everything they do. (laughs) They they are approaching Iowa, Iowa, not even rich man's Iowa. Um, I, I I don't get it. Also, Mississippi State. Like, just fraudulent. Like, classic fraudulent team. Like, I don't know how they roll it up on teams and, like, get these records every year to your, like, Mississippi State, you know? They play good defense. They're running the ball a little bit. Like, I fell, right in, I fell right into the trap again, guys. Yep. I'm in the trap. And and they sprung it on me. Uh, Kentucky's defense swallowed up Mississippi State. They were able to rest the passer. Mississippi State didn't run the ball at all. It was just bad. Kentucky, uh, Kentucky did run can, the ball can, pretty well. Yes, Rodriguez. Yes. Got got chunks. Got it going. Levis was playing in this game. Um, I think there was a, a apparently a crowd shot that showed his mom just absolutely just like so pissed off in the stands after I think he got sacked or something. Um, Kentucky's offensive line not very good, but evidently was able to pave the way for Chris Rodriguez and them boys uh, to roll it up. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I know that. I'm probably just emotional about Kentucky, but like they really don't play a very appealing brand of football either. No. Um, so that I don't like that either. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I, I do not like that. I'd like to, I'd like to be very clear. So anyhow, it was it was good, Mississippi State. Enjoyed it. You guys get pissed off Bama next week, so have fun. <laughs> uh 8 p.m. was USC at Utah. Another fun game. A banger. What do you know? A real banger. Uh, USC, a lot of big plays early in this game. It seemed like they were maybe going to run away with it, but Utah seemed to like right the ship and kind of chip away at the lead and did the right thing at the end of the game, you know, probably for a team that had expended a lot of energy coming back and maybe a little bit of luck on their side getting back into it, but went for went for two uh, to win the game and got it. Um, so they went up one and USC had a, a few plays with like, I think they actually had some timeouts too, but they they had some plays to try to get in the field goal range and they were unable to do it. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, this one up. The USC offense, first half especially, like reminded me very much of watching some Kansas City Chiefs games where it's mm. like our our route combinations are gonna get somebody open. We just need yeah. our quarterback to stay upright long enough. And Caleb Williams was running for his life. Uh yeah. Made made a lot of dudes miss, let things develop, and found an open guy, and it led to a lot of chunk plays. Um, 
Utah, like Utah, probably should have not been in the position they were in late in the game. They had a really deep drive, or either late in the first half, early in the second half, and then turned it over uh, down inside the ten, um, and that was kind of a gut punch for our Utah minus three and a half side <laughs> there. But uh, yes. <laughs> like weird situation when USC was driving to attempt a game-winning field goal. We had a pass get intercepted with, like, 15 seconds left. The return <clears throat> took eight or nine seconds to, to play Yeah, I mean, he, like, weaved his way all the way diagonally across the field. So. Did a great job of burning some clock. And then, yes. like, gets brought back for pass interference, and the announcers start talking about, like, well, that's a bummer that, you know, they – USC like loses that time, even though the interception is not valid, the, that mm-hmm. time still burned. Then we come to find out that the clock stopped once he gained yeah. possession of the ball and did not start running for several seconds. And the explanation that the the official gave after the review was something to the effect of a defensive timeout had been granted. I think they said that there was an inadvertent whistle. Okay. After I, the I thought he said pick. something about a defensive timeout, which okay. made absolutely no sense. <laughs> because they didn't charge anybody with a timeout. Um I mean this is like this this is sort of the little thing, right? That like if the game is winding down, you should tell your DBs just to tackle wide receivers because you will just waste time. Right. And eventually time will burn. So, like, it might be a little loopholey, like, from a rule standpoint. But at the end of the day, the play took eight seconds, and USC was given 12 seconds when they should have only had, like, seven. Yeah. And that was a huge amount of time given, like – Especially when you have a timeout or two in the bag. Right. And you have USC's, like, kind of quick strike ability, and, and they only needed to get in into field goal range. The announcers were quick to point out that it was good kicking conditions there at Rice Eccles yeah. Stadium last Elevation. Time. The ball goes further. Not a lot of wind. Not a lot Probably of wind. Super chilly. Right. So anyhow. Anyhow. Yeah, yeah. I think Jordan Addison got hurt in this game. I believe he got knocked out. So yeah. I think that changed USC's offense a little bit. I think he's had a good thing going with uh, uh, Bryce. Bryce? Caleb I, Williams? Caleb, Caleb. Sorry. Caleb Williams. Um, <laughs> I want to say Bryce. I was Bryce Williams. <laughs> it's not him. That's a, that's a super probably hybrid future, quarterback. Future. It is a great USC quarterback name, though. Bryce Williams. Williams, Yeah. Or Michigan. Side note, JJ McCarthy, he's got Michigan quarterback looks big time. He wears like the loose sleeves, a lot of eye black, a lot of just like tough rolling out, incomplete passes. Just he's got the whole the whole package. Does it with vigor. Yes. No, but this game was cool. Um, I think Utah was honoring some of their uh fallen, I guess, players. Uh, they had some, I guess there was some bad situations there. Uh, with Utah over the past couple of years. And um, I don't know. It seemed like it was like a very emotional uh, end of the game for Utah. Like they, I think, worked really hard to get back into it. Then they scored the touchdown. Then they went for two. And then there was all like the like shenanigans with the clock and USC trying to get into field goal range. And like they, they answered the bell every time in like a really high stakes moment. Um, towards the end of the game there. And I, I don't know. It was really cool. Uh, Kyle Whittingham was like very like his post-game interview. Like he seems like a very chill dude, but it was, it was cool. He was like pretty emotional and you saw a lot of like players were, were pretty keyed up after this. Cam Rising was stoked, very stoked. So 
That's cool. I, I thought it was like it was like it was a like classic college football scene. Um, yeah. Just at the end of that, I don't know. It was nice. It was also like midnight Eastern time. You're just like taking it all in, like you feel like you're the only one watching. It's like this was neat. Oh, this little, is cool. I was like happy to experience this. Sprinkle of Pac-12 this. after dark. Just yeah. a little taste. Oh, oh, yeah. Which they're ripping away from us when they go to the B1G. Yeah. Unbelievable. Selfish. We'll be stuck with Washington State, Oregon State to get our fix. Oh. <laughs> and we'll watch it happily. Oh. And you know I will we will consume every minute. <laughs> All right, Bama, Tennessee, the, the the crown jewel of of the day of the slate. Got to be of the year so far. What a game! Yeah. So it should be noted if if you're listening to this, but you don't look at the picks sheet religiously. Um, the boys all took Bama. First of all, shame on you. <laughs> at, yeah. First of all, how dare you? Um, <laughs> second of all, we all agreed. We wanted Bama a minus eight and a half after it was confirmed Saturday morning that Bryce Young was going to play. Um, I felt good about that. Uh, I think <laughs> Tennessee was also like missing two the of their wide receiver and a linebacker. I thought it, one of them was a DB. Might be a DB. I might have. Oh yeah, no, he got arrested. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, he got arrested for aggravated assault or something this yeah. week. So. So, yeah, so all those variables I thought, great. Like, they yeah. probably kind of slow played the Bryce news. He's probably been practicing pretty pretty steadily. Um, I mentioned in the picks episode, like, Tennessee has been known to give up some yards through the air. Um, and they Confirmed. Like, check. Yeah. Check on that one. <laughs> yeah, check. I think the big surprise here, for me at least, was, like, all the big plays that Tennessee – was able mm-hmm. to generate against Alabama, which is not something we're used to seeing watching an Alabama defense. I think this is the most points in a game that Alabama has given up as a program since 1907. Um, that's right. Yeah. This, this was also the most accepted penalties slash penalty yards in the Nick Saban era. Um, 17 penalties on Alabama, I so. saw. Yeah, it was just really uncharacteristic, like defensive breakdowns, and not even necessarily breakdowns. Like Tennessee was just making some plays too; they drew up some really good stuff. Um, but also lack of discipline, and kind of like a lot of false starts, a lot of weird delay of games. Like, yeah, just kept kept the machine from really getting rolling. So kudos to Tennessee; they did everything they needed to do. Um, I thought they won that game much more than Alabama lost it. So, right, which is wild to say because Alabama has a field goal to take the lead with 13 seconds left um, that their kicker misses wide right, and yep. Tennessee is able to run two quick plays, get down into field goal position, and then kick a field goal that, like, I don't know if we ever got any confirmation if it got tipped or blocked or not, but I have never seen a ball fly through the air it like just that. Stayed- it stayed in that upright position that the whole like place knuckling it and like on its axis, like yeah. hot dog style, not hamburger style, like rolling through yep. the air. And it, it barely made it and it, it made it and it went through. And then it was just like absolute pandemonium there, at Tennessee. Um, shout out to Jalen Wyatt in this game. We've had five touchdown catches, uh, six passes caught over 200 yards, receiving five tugs. Pretty good, pretty good day. Um, I think I, I saw really, go ahead. at one point, I think it might have been actually Andy Bitter, who is the Virginia Tech beat writer for the Athletic, tweeted out 
from his like two twenty four seven page, he was at one point a Virginia Tech commit. Yep. Yes. So Oof. Hooker transferred and Wyatt decommitted the same yeah. offseason. Yeah. Yep. Just uh, Ended Hooker also breaker of streaks in multiple states. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, on both sides, the glow ups, the glow up there for Hendon Hooker. This yeah. dude I, I was just under duress in Charlottesville, losing as Virginia Tech's quarterback to the Who's for the first time in, in 16 or whatever years. And then it looks like, I don't know. I mean, I don't I know if Khalil he has Herbert like Herbert was in that backfield too. Oof. Like he's, he's yep. making money in the NFL now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So wild. My, 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 how they, how the turntables, right? Yeah. But. Well, it was it was funny because I like this afternoon saw that Fuente was trending on Twitter. At least, oh, no. like, there was yeah. something like twenty five thousand tweets or something about it, and I was like, "What? Who hired that guy?" And it was yeah. just all a bunch of grousing about how how wasted. <laughs> the the talent pool was no this uh, is like yeah you can always tell if mullen is twin is trending on twitter it's just a, it's a code for damian pierce is having a good game in the nfl like <laughs> it's because this dude is like leading um damn near leading the nfl in rushing and he got like four carries a game in florida last year just inexplicably dude was bulldozing people at all times uh, one uh, more make fun of virginia tech before we get back to the game but i so i clicked on the trending topic and it did show me a tweet where somebody claimed and i hope this was satirical but i got the sense that it wasn't they claimed that all the bars in blacksburg yesterday were packed for hokey fans cheering on hendon hooker because once a hokey always a hokey and i, I, I yeah. thought sir there's, there's no way there's all of the bars no all of the bars are packed. all of the bars also <laughs> what I mean, a necessary thing to tweet out also like to be fair like the bars might have been packed. It was a home Saturday football game. Yeah. There's nothing else to do in at Blacksburg than go to the bars. Yeah, especially after you oh. watch Miami just yeah. take out. Bust right. it wide open, real proper. I'm sure that I am sure that all of like all nine bars in downtown Blacksburg were slammed. Yeah, and I'm sure people were excited for Hinden Hooker to be beating Alabama because Alabama. I'm sure was people losing. were excited to see Alabama lose. Right. I mean, There's no way on. they were like, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he knows he's party for Hendon for Hooker like, no. at Tots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tots was not losing it because of like uh, Hendon Hooker. He probably still loves us in his heart. Like, now nah, I'm guessing he feels like Andy Dufresne getting it's my second Shawshank reference this year. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, no, but just go for it. I look forward to seeing that movie one day. I'm guessing Hendon Hooker feels free and like, man, I wasted 24 months in that place. And so, anyways. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Hendon Hooker's like draft prospects are. It's not a great look when they have to bring in Joe Milton to throw the throw the hail mary at the end of the first half, um, which actually almost scored, which was yeah, which was well was done. Almost Joe but, Milton time. <laughs> it was it was very close to Joe Milton. Time. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I I think he, I mean they've done a really good job with him. Like they were six and six last year again. Oh look, another school that went six and six last year. Man, crazy. I bet their defensive coordinator was terrible. Um, and, and they, you know, they seem to have like figured out, uh, some stuff on offense to really scheme guys open. I mean, this looked like, I think I heard Bud Elliott say, it, but it looked like RG three Baylor, like guys running naked wide open and hooker being able to pick up, you know, chunk plays, you know, they basically got whatever they wanted against Alabama. 
they do a really good job of stacking their receivers on the outside. And I think forcing your DBs to like decide if they want to take away the slant or if they want to not get beat over the top. And they want that's a bunch of 50 balls. As it turns out. Yeah. That's a really tough decision. And, and you know, if you have the, the dudes and Tennessee very clearly has some dudes uh, at wide receiver, you know, they, they, they did it great. And they, they have the dude at quarterback right now that, seems yeah. to be a perfect fit for you know what they're doing and uh they stretched it out now i thought bryce young was incredible in this game especially given that he was yeah hurt. i mean he was running um, for his life he was getting roughed and it was not being called like we had we had a guy swipe the side of his like hit him in the ear hole with his yeah. arm after the pass had gone no flag um right. yeah i'm not mad i'm just disappointed um <laughs> There was also, like, back to the lack of discipline, there was also an absolutely horrific special teams turnover by Alabama. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh, the punt had been, like, had landed, had rolled. It was the almost re- dead. It was almost about yeah, to be blown Yeah, the returner, like, had pointed two or three guys away from it. Peter, Peter. They were moving Peter, Peter. to the sideline. And then this guy, number 34, last name Robinson, I believe, uh, decided he was going to be the hero and like picked it up and tried to run and it wasn't even one of those situations where like oh i see a lane it was he didn't just even like, seem committed to picking it up it no, didn't yeah. even seem to be committed to picking it up too he like like almost like found himself there like oh, oh okay i guess we're gonna try <laughs> and he just got blown up immediately and they lost the ball i i think that kind of negated itself when tennessee just fumbled inexplicably uh at the goal line alabama scuban scored it um but yeah, no, you're you're right. That was a that weird, was the, like that was the dreaded uh, QB read, missed yeah. like messed up handoff. The mesh the mesh point that nobody takes and the ball just falls to the turf harmlessly for yep. defensive tackle to pick up. Yeah, that was uh not great, but yeah, I mean this game was it, it had it all. It had the drama, the twists and turns. We had some special teams blunders. Um, we had a kicker redeem himself after missing an extra point. Um, we had an that, Alabama like, kicker. Miss, miss a we kicker had a, too. a full Alabama kicker situation. After it seemed like Alabama had a kicker at the beginning of the year, he is yeah. he is reverting back to uh, Alabama kickers of yore. Um, just wide right seems to be his thing. Been there, brother. You know, I know how to I know how to leave him hanging out there a little bit to the right. <laughs> uh, so the cigars after the game um, <laughs> is that like is that unique to the Alabama Tennessee game? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because I I saw a tweet from. Greg McElroy, I believe, uh, where he said, "Oh like, yeah, he said they had bought boxes of cigars, but they forgot lighters, and so they were asking for lighters from the stands." And he he said, "Like so, he gets lighters from fans and right. puts them in his pants, and then he's like, Saban put me in the game because I guess he was a backup at that point.' He's, he's like, like so I, was I played the last the three minutes with five or six lighters in my pants." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that is that's definitely a a thing, and they, um, I don't know, seem to be playing playing into it pretty hard. Uh, but shout out the social media activity was yeah was well, wild. Hey, when you break a streak, as I as think, we know, uh, when you break a streak, you gotta make the most of it. I read somewhere that uh, Jay Cutler was like a significant donor of cigars to the Tennessee cause. Um, Jay Cutler so because he wanted. Like he was like, no, I want somebody to be Bama. <laughs> Smoky nice. Jay. Nice. All right. 
I think there's a famous bodybuilder whose name is also Jay Cutler that I always find I always find that funny because Jay Cutler just like doesn't seem like a guy who ever lifted weights on purpose. No. <laughs> just no. could throw the ball a country mile and just loved it. But yeah. really the spiritual successor to Sexy Rexy. In some it's, ways. Maybe true. They they also might have been contemporaries. <laughs> sort of. Were they I thought Rick Grossman was well, yeah, Chrisman should have won the 2001 part. Heisman. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think Color just had a much longer NFL career, but I think they may have played against each other at one point. One moment. Let's find oh. out. I recall. Accidentally I, Google Jade Cutlery, which is a much better name. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Rex Grossman's only three years older than Jade Cutler. All right. Yeah. Withdrawn. That's my take. I'm taking it okay. back. Math. Rex got robbed. Never forget it. I will never forget the 2001. Oh, it was a tough year for me personally. That was the end of the Steve Spurrier reign. 9-11 happened. Um, it's just not, Two things not, of equal importance. Not, not great. Those, they were related, unfortunately. Because the Tim, remember, do you guys remember that? The Tennessee-Florida game got postponed for 9-11. And Tennessee like beat Florida at the in the very end of the year. Florida would have gone to the national championship game. They didn't. Oh, they moved man. that game back. It was like a it was like a whole thing. Rex oh, Grossman got screwed out of the Heisman to like I have no Eric, memory of that at all. Eric Crouch or Scott Frost or one of those fellows. One of those lames. <laughs> Nerds. All right. Um, but yes, shout out both of these teams. I I mean, how do you guys feel about like where you rank them? How far do you drop Bama because they lost a game to a really good team on the road? You know, like I, we're going to have to have this conversation. I think I saw Bama fell down to like six. Seems, I, seems I suppose fair. it seems fair, but like who, who, I, I don't necessarily, seven, eight, nine. like I don't know that seven, eight, nine could make a case. Do you think Tennessee should be one? No, I would put them top three. Anybody in the country have a better win than Tennessee? Not. I'm just I'm I'm more just asking mostly for conversational purposes. I wouldn't have a problem with putting Tennessee one. I think they kind of deserve it. No. They have impressive wins. They they so, give up a lot of points. If you want to hold that against a team, sure, but they they do have impressive wins. Well, I mean, Georgia beat Bo Nix, so that's pretty impressive. This is true. That's, that's a good point. point. So in the AP, the AP poll came out tonight, and almost the same amount of people voted Tennessee first as did Ohio State. So, okay, okay, makes fair sense. enough. Yeah, that that seems to make sense. And I mean, in in some regards, I think the polls are like should be like a reward system for yeah, not resume, not necessarily like yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's that's where you probably come up against it a little bit. When do we get the first playoff polls? So it's got to be soon, right? I would think um, I haven't two hour release episode on ESPN, but yeah. yeah. Probably once playoff baseball starts winding down, they need that's probably true. Need to fill slots. Uh, Tuesday, November one, so still okay. a couple weeks. Two, yeah, so two weeks. Yeah, which I good for them. Like, because they could restraint. they yeah. could start this crap in like week two, and people would eat it up, and they'd sell a whole bunch of ads. So, well, for the moment, people, kudos people to would them. eat it up. As well, we were out consulting. We can, can suggest that to him for a retainer fee. Yeah. Say, hey, just do more rankings than yeah. earlier. <laughs> People love ranking things, yeah. power rankings, polls, things of that nature. 
Um, all right. Well, here we go. We'll move it on here. Uh, no coach has been fired. We did mention Scott Scott Frost. Just was, Brian Harson still has his job. Um, seems like Auburn maybe just might not be in a rush to do all of those things um, in whatever order they want to do things. Uh, famously, they are also without a uh, athletic director at this moment too. So, here here's um, a real quick question, coaching wise. Josh Heupel, does is like is would you consider him a flight risk, or is Tennessee a good enough, big enough situation to where they should expect to keep him? I mean, I don't think costs? you can't you can't ever expect to keep anybody, like. He's about to get paid. Um, yeah. And but by Tennessee will pay him, but, it, I mean, like, nobody thought Brian Kelly was going to leave. So, like, I think anybody yeah. anybody's poachable, but I don't know – I don't know what job would be – you know, particularly this year, I don't know what job it would be coming open. Like, I, he's not leaving there for Auburn. I, right. I wonder if Venables flames out if he's, like, the number one with a bullet guy at Oklahoma next year. I think that, I think he would that would be, make sense to me. But, but yeah. do you think do you think Venables is on the hot seat? No, 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 no. no, no. I'm just saying, like three years from now, because like yeah. this is only I believe this is only Hypel's second year. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, for whatever reason, it feels like longer. But maybe that's because he was doing it at uh, UCF and to like pretty good success. But yeah, um, let me, let me yeah I just wonder, me. like guy who went to Oklahoma, like maybe nominally is maybe more Midwest guy. Like if he really like would rather like. If would he go to Nebraska? I don't know. Like I, I, I have a tough time putting my finger on like the scope of the Nebraska job. Maybe they could pay more than Tennessee, but I also think that Tennessee apparently has like one of the most active and well-run like NIL collective situations. Mm-hmm. They're recruiting at a crazy good level right now. It's um, only going to get better too. They have, yeah, they have a quarter. They run a very attractive scheme on offense. They have, I think, a, a five-star quarterback that wears pajama pants in all the videos that I've seen of him playing. Um, committed, uh, Nico Lavalea or something like that is is should be really good. Um, they seem to like certainly be rolling right now, and I, I think, you know, I think maybe people. I don't want to do like the is Tennessee back thing, but like Tennessee was like legitimate like georgia level program mm-hmm. in the like mid 90s to like early 2000s they won a national championship in 98 so you know that that is a while ago at this point but also like i don't think it's re- ridiculous that tennessee could uh capitalize on, on this and i think especially like auburn being down helps them out a little yeah. bit like in that same zone because i think one of the issues with tennessee sometimes is they struggle from like a recruiting footprint standpoint resources or yeah like really like finding their like they recruit atlanta hard they probably have to recruit florida hard you know like recruiting is such a national thing now that i think some of that stuff is maybe a little bit overblown but also when you have like auburn doing well alabama doing well to the left of you and you have georgia doing well to the south of you and you have florida 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 state in miami you know in in florida like that's that puts a lot of stress on a team like tennessee that has like maybe nashville is a somewhat blossoming uh, high school football like area, but it's it's not anywhere on par with. Well, and know, that that's going to be another Texas interesting thing to watch is like, is are there enough resources out there for there to be three elite SEC East teams with Florida, yeah. Georgia, and Tennessee, sure. or do at least one of them just kind of have to be left out in the cold? Do so. you think there's enough resources? Like the same question on the West. 
or do you think that that's just like a byproduct of scheduling that one team gets left out in the cold? Yeah, I mean, I I think it could be both, but yeah. Well, and like again, if you're if the SEC is now adding Texas and Oklahoma, and like part of your recruiting pitch is come play in the best conference in America, mm-hmm. now like those schools have that pitch yeah. too. <laughs> right, and right. You're competing overlap, so. Well, well, I know, like, for example, yeah, that is a good, that's a good astute point, I would say. But I, I saw, like, Florida's recruiting class this year, I think is, like, 17 guys committed or something. And I think 16 of them are from Florida. Like, wow. I think Florida is making an, a very concerted effort to try to recruit to keep Florida a little a little bit better. And I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I go both ways on, on that strategy. I think it certainly matters if you're in Florida that you should – have some in-state kids excited to go to your school. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, that being sort of like a policy sometimes is a little uh, hard line stancy for me. But um, but that that goes to your point of that's going to stress teams like Tennessee or out-of-state teams that are going to want to come in because if Florida's taking a bigger percentage of the four or five-star kids, you know, that that's right. it's going to apply to Miami. It's going to apply to Florida State as well. And frankly, UCF gets four-star kids too. Like they're – you know, it's fun to kind of like poke fun at UCF, but they're like, they're not a nothing program at this point. And yep. they, they demand talent and, you know, they have a, a really good coach and they seem to kind of be playing better of late as well. Side note, keep an eye on those golden Knights. Okay. All right. Did we do it? I think we did. Yeah. Jason, any final words? No. Congratulations. Congratulations on a, on a beautiful round of golf today, Jason. I appreciate that. Thank you. It was all-time uh, all time lows. It was the fun, the fun kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Way to sell it. All right. Thanks for joining us on the Wheel Ride Podcast, everyone. You can uh, find us out there, um, specifically on Instagram at Wheel Route Podcast. Wheel Route Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. The wheelroute.com is the website. You can... Uh, Listen to the show there. You can look at the pick spreadsheet there. Maybe, maybe give it a couple of weeks before you look at the pick spreadsheet again. We need to let all that we need red to, get yeah. washed out. Right. We need to get back on the right side of things. Um, but you know, we're just building up muscle memory until we until we got this thing fully fleshed out. Uh, but anyhow, thanks for joining us. We'll talk again soon. Peace. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes forever. Go Dukes forever.